NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley, and along with the entire MRN crew here with you as Coming out of Richmond, we're talking about a second win in a row with Kevin Harvick. And we're also talking about going into Watkins Glen this weekend and asking the question, can those successes continue for them? If not, who will they continue for or who will find success for perhaps maybe the first time? We are down to crunch time in the regular season for the NASCAR Cup Series. We've got two races left. We've got a trip this weekend to Watkins Glen, and then we're off to Daytona for the Coke Zero Sugar 400, which will be the regular season finale. couple of things here coming into Watkins Glen. First of all, it looks like the Chase Elliott is going to lock up the regular season championship. Those 15 playoff point bonus that he'll receive. He'll get those bonus points by being declared the regular season champion. He'll take those into the playoffs, but playoff spot remain. I mean, the playoffs front and center 
And that is one of the big storylines that we're following coming into this weekend, as we have for the last, what, half dozen, dozen weekends or so, getting ourselves prepped up for the playoff opener coming up in the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway on Labor Day weekend. Now, this past weekend, we've also had uh, a driver that appeared in the top five, looked like ready to steal the thing. And we're speaking of Chris Busher. Chris Busher challenging Kevin Harvick late. Of course, you heard us describe it here on the Motor Racing Network. Faded back at the end, was able to finish third. But we'd figure we would reach out on the Zoom hotline, on the NASCAR Live Wide Open hotline, to the driver of the number 17 Fastenal Ford, who joins us right now. Let's pick his brain about Richmond. Let's pick his brain about Watkins Glen, road course racing and the like. And let's go to the hotline. We bring in Chris Busher of Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Chris, welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Thank you. Third place finish at Richmond for you over the weekend. I know that had to create a lot of good vibes and a lot of good vibrations around the race shop this week, no? Yeah, definitely. It's um, racetrack we've had some some struggles at for the last several years now. So uh, it's really nice to not only have a good run and uh, and, and put together uh, a solid finish where we've had a bunch of speed the last couple months. We haven't always been able to, uh, to execute or, or have some of the right luck, but uh, but also to have have all that come together at a track that's been tough on us was definitely uh, a good kick in the rear for everybody. Back at RFK goes to show a lot of the progress that's being made. It's you know it matters. It's coming to fruition, and, and it's gonna gonna really help us as we head into the Glen for a for a track that we're really 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 excited about heading into this weekend here. There was a moment at the end of that race on Sunday that we all on this side of the microphone said. Boys and girls, we may be in the bonus round here coming up. It looked like you were about to become the 16th different winner. Did that resonate with you when you were in the race car? I know you want to win the race. Did your thoughts go beyond any of that? No, um, and maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't, but no. The only thing I was thinking about is, is winning a race. Um, doesn't matter what, what the... Uh, repercussions are from that or, or what the benefits would be from that at that point it was how do we win this race and uh, we had a good shot at it and uh, unfortunately the flat traffic ultimately uh, killed our, our best shot at it um, I'd say that and the four car was really good in the long run so something we were still looking at trying to improve and get better at but yeah it was um, it was shaping up to be a heck of a race there for a moment and then uh, lost that momentum and um, just could not could not get back through uh, back to the outside of, of Harvick there towards the end. You mentioned lap traffic. I want to pick your brain about this. We have we've heard from some drivers that have had some some commentary about the way they're raced by lap traffic. Is there is there a gentleman's agreement? Is there a protocol? What do you as a driver you can see a pack of lap traffic coming up? What do you do to adjust to try to get through it as smoothly as possible? while hoping everyone else you're racing for a spot with doesn't. Yeah, I think um, I feel like there used to be a gentleman's agreement there, but I, I don't I don't know that it exists real well anymore. Um, you know, there's a scenario where I see if you're on the, the tail end of the lead lap and you're getting laps for the first time, there's a, there's an argument to be made there, right? Um, and which makes it harder on the leader. And, and, you know, you typically would expect that, but once you lose that lap, uh, it seems that it's uh, it seems that it's hard to, to really put um, put the next next group of 
lead lap cars in a bad situation, especially when we're coming down the end of the race trying to win a race. I mean, I, I've been on the other side of that, having a bad day and, and been laps down and trying to do everything in my power not to affect the outcome of a, of a race that's uh, shape up be a good battle. So uh, I definitely thought that would go better uh, there at the end. Um, now also understanding that uh, some of the some of the reason we were able to catch Harpic as quick as we were was because of lap traffic for him as well. And we'll always have lap traffic in our sport, and I'm not arguing that. But um, like I said, there's a difference between fighting to stay on the, the end of the lead lap, especially with those handful laps left in the race, not many cars on the lead lap. You can turn that into something versus a car that's several laps down, really impeding process of, of the race for the win. So, uh, yeah, it's... There's a, there's a mixed bag of emotions there. Uh, definitely would have expected a, a little bit more respect, but um, then again, I think back on, on who it was, and I guess I'm not surprised. Well, I was going to say, do you follow up at the end of the race and just make an inquisition, or do you remember that down the line? Or perhaps maybe if that individual or those individuals need a little help, you're not as willing to provide that assistance as you otherwise would. Yeah, I think you just need to remember it um, because I don't think you can tell anybody anything anymore. I don't, I don't think anyone listens. So, um, and and that's fine if uh, that's how we're going to do it. Then we just got to put it back in the memory bank and, uh, and remember that the shoe will be on the other foot at, at some point or the next time. You just don't put up with it near as much. And uh, you know, honestly, coming down to the end there, it, it crossed my mind that just just plow through them as hard as we can and, and get there. Um, <laughs> and that that sounds bad, but. We just didn't need the caution either. You know, we needed to, to get that green flag race and try and make a make a run at them. And so it was um, it was a balance of, of how do we how do we make this work without uh, without causing any havoc out here. Let's talk about what's going on with the race team. We've heard from Brad that progress is being made. We need to exercise patience. Rome wasn't built in a day. From your perspective, and he speaks very highly of you and your contributions to the race team. From your perspective. What are some of the strides that are being made that perhaps maybe we on the outside can't see? Um, I would say there's probably dozens of different things that, that all add up. Um, you know, what I will say is we may be expected to be a little bit better at the beginning of the season and, uh, and unfortunately weren't and kind of hope that this uh, new car would be a little bit of a different kind of reset for us at RFK. And, um, that wasn't the case, but that, that did not slow us down. We, uh, we really buckled down. Everybody's been working really hard to, to find what we've been missing. And I think we've we found a ton of things. We found a ton of speed this year. We've been in the hunt way more in the last three months than we were in the first three or four. Uh, we've, been, we've been challenging for, for top fives for a couple of wins now. Uh, we've been good on pit road. We've had, we've had progress in, in almost every department or probably in every department. Uh, it's just a matter of putting all the pieces together in the right place on the same day and having that end result with it. And so that's what we're, we're trying to work on smoothing out. I think that uh, it, it's been great to see Brad come in with the, the energy, uh, with the, the level of experience and a, and a champion in our sport at this level, right? To watch him try and make that next step into, into his career as, a, as an owner and a, and a driver and, and see it progress uh, and he's right it's not going to be built overnight and to be uh to straight up uh, about it, it it's not that um you know we we haven't been in a great place for several years now and so it's always been trying to come come bring that ramp up um but it's ramping up harder now than, than ever so there's there's great things to talk about uh, we're just a little impatient 
at the end of the day. And, uh, and a lot of our fans are as well, and we understand it, but, uh, but we are all trying and, and we are not slowing down at all. Well, we're coming to a road course this weekend, and the last time we were on one, you put in a good performance. I, quite frankly, in, 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 the, in the interest of all fairness, I've never put you into a road course race-winning discussion because I haven't seen it. But it changed my mind the last time we were on a road course that I need to give you a serious consideration this weekend, if only for my fantasy team. Where did this road course racing prowess come from? Um... I love road racing. Uh, I guess I'll start with that. I, I enjoy it, and I think that gives me a good mindset going into it. I've had some good teachers through the years. I continue to have uh, good coaches that, that help me out when we go road racing at different racetracks. Uh, I remember my first NASCAR win was at Mid-Ohio in the Xfinity Series. I forgot about that. You're right. We were riding back to the airport, and Jack called me. And uh, I thought this was going to be great. He's going to have a big congratulations. This is going to be a good talk. And it was it was a congratulations, but it was short and sweet. It was, uh, hey, good job. But, um, you know, I thought you were supposed to be good at short track racing. Why aren't we winning there? And uh, <laughs> kind of made me sit back and think, you know what? We are supposed to be winning these other types of racetracks. I don't know where this road course win came from, but uh, we've always been fast on them. Uh, we've had a, a bunch of, of really close calls. Um, you know, going back to the Rovo last year and, and being third there, Sonoma being so close to being able to win that one. Uh, no doubt in my mind we had the speed at Indy to get it done and uh, and got wiped out there early and on fire and made all the highlight reels for, for all kinds of reasons. We didn't want to, but um, I, I just I think that the enjoyment of it just puts you in the right place where when you come into it, you're, you're excited to go hit them. And we've had fast race cars too this year. Our, our team done a great job at putting putting really good forwards underneath me that we have the opportunity to go win these things and we've had this one circled for a while uh, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to head to the Glen after the uh, the speed we've, we've showed on all the other road courses this season. You obviously have confidence going into Watkins Glen but you also have an opportunity at Daytona to make the playoffs. Are these are these two target rich environment weekends for the number 17 car in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I will say about Daytona, uh, we ran into this last year, and uh, it, it was not it was not good practice to put all of our eggs into into that final basket, right? And uh, and not that we were. It's not like we planned to, to give up others, but you know, we really hadn't had the the drive. We hadn't had the results that said we were going to be oh so close to making the playoffs, and, and we just you know just barely missed it here or there. And um, say all that because we went into Daytona saying this is our hail mary. This is the only way we're going to make it in, and we were close, right? We we finished that thing second and almost won it there at the end. And um, uh, it just it, it was hard to put everything into that one day. And so that's what we're trying to do this year. And we're not because we've got the speed everywhere. We're going into this weekend thinking we're going to go win this one, and we're going to make Daytona easy, easy to go take chances and be aggressive. Uh, but on the flip side, if uh, we come through this weekend and, and we don't get our way in, then we head right into it and we go uh, put everything on the line. But I would expect with the season going the way it has that it will probably be one of the crazier Daytonas we've had in a long time is, is my guesstimate right now. We'll see if that comes true or not, but uh, I, I don't think that you can plan on that being your, your way in. Well, with what you've shown us here in the last few weeks, what you've shown us this year, 
You're proving to be on the right track and headed in the right direction. Wouldn't surprise me if you don't make it in either at the Glen or at Daytona. Appreciate the time. Always love catching up. We wish you the best, and uh, you're welcome anytime here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. I appreciate it very much. Looking forward to it. We'll go put on a show and get us a win. Keep an eye on him this weekend. He could do some damage based on what he did the last time out on a road course. Chris Busher taking some time to join us on the hotline, and we're much appreciative of that. The question is, how are the odds resonating for this weekend? Let's get a look at the odds brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Producer Trey, what are the odds saying for us? Well, Mike, we're headed to Watkins Glen, and the guy who's dominated Watkins Glen in recent years, it's it's no surprise that he is the favorite this weekend. It's Chase Elliott. Now, if you listen to NASCAR Live on Tuesday this week, you know that there is a new crop of contenders looking to take down Chase Elliott as the king of NASCAR road course racing. And one of those is second in terms of odds. But Elliott, he's 5-1 to one as the favorite this weekend to win at Watkins Glen. As you said, he is likely to wrap up the regular season championship this weekend basically by just starting the race. But Tyler Reddick, who has won the last two road course races at Road America, where he passed Elliott for the victory, and then at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, he is at 6-1 to one in terms of the favorites this weekend, right behind Chase Elliott. And then Kyle Larson is at 8-1. to one. Larson's still getting a ton of love from Vegas, even though he still only has that one win so far this season. My pick for this weekend, I'm going with Reddick. Until somebody beats him on road courses uh, this season, he's going to be my favorite to win on, on these road course races. He's shown a ton of speed before he won the pole last year in the inaugural race at Coda. He's always had road course speed, and he's finally started to put everything together. He was the class of the field by a mile at Indy, and he survived all of those late race uh, restarts, including Ross Chastain taking the, the little shortcut and getting around him. Reddick would have won that race if he didn't pass him. He still passed him anyways. All right, now time for some long shots. And Vegas has kind of smartened up to the Toyotas, not running very well on road courses this weekend, this year. So some of the Toyota drivers are a little bit lower down the odds than they typically are. And one of those is Martin Truex Jr., who is one of those guys in, who in the past you would consider a road course king. He's run very well at Watkins Glen in the fa- in the past. You very rarely get odds on Martin Truex Jr. at 20-1 to 1 to win the race. Would I be a little surprised if he does it based on how Toyotas have ran this year? Yes, but Truex worth looking at at 20-1. to 1. And then Michael McDowell has ran in the top 10 up into the top 5 in all of the road course races this year pretty much. He is 33-1 to 1 to win this weekend. And Kimi Raikkonen, I just wanted to see what his odds were. I'm not going to say put a bet down on him to win the race, but Kimi is 40 to 1 and ahead of quite a few full time uh, cup drivers, including Ty Gibbs. It's, as we record this, we don't yet know if Ty is running this weekend or if Kurt Busch will be back, but Kimi has better odds than him. This is not available on BetMGM, and I, I've looked other where. I wish that there were odds on Kimi to win the poll. Because I think that's worth a flyer. I think he's going to have a ton of speed and practice and qualifying. I don't know about putting the race together. So if you can find a Kimi Raikkonen to win the pole at Watkins Glen somewhere, that's worth taking. But I don't know about it at 40-1 to 1 to win the race. But as I said, Redick, 6-1. to 1, He's my pick this weekend. And to be honest, that's one of the easier picks I've made this year. I think Redick could be in for a big weekend and getting his third victory of the season and of his career. And it would be the third road course win in a row for Tyler Reddick. And I'm with you on that. That Kimi from the pole thing would be very interesting if you can find it. 
And of course, we'll have all the action for you coming up this weekend at Watkins Glen. Just a footnote, I will not be on the broadcast this weekend for MRN. Um, Over the last six years, NBC has incorporated radio style into their broadcast. And this weekend, we're doing radio style with NBC. So you'll have Rick Allen, Steve Letard in the booth. I'll be in the S's. You have Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the end of the backstretch there at the inner loop. Jeff Burton will be in the final set of corners. Um, and we're going to basically do the television broadcast radio style. And we hope you tune in. We want you to keep an ear on MRN, but keep an eye on USA. And we'll uh, we'll try to do the, the MRN radio style. We'll bring the MRN radio style to the NBC USA telecast this weekend. Of course, here. It's going to be a busy weekend, and it kicks off Friday with the General Tire Delivers 100 with the Arkham Menard Series, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, doubleheader coverage. It kicks off with practice and pole qualifying at Watkins Glen, noon Eastern. The NASCAR Xfinity Series will be racing their race, the Sunoco Go Rewards 200, MRN with the call at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Cars Go Bowling at the Glen. NASCAR Live Race Day, anchored by Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden, hits the air at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Hope you enjoy the racing weekend at Watkins Glen. We're going to have a ton to discuss next week because we'll be leading you into the regular season finale and our return to Daytona International Speedway. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for the download. Thank you so much for checking us out. And we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 